on location once again. We're yeah. at Open Arms Ministry mm-hmm. in the Clearwater area, which is part of our region in, in Tampa Bay. And uh, today we're with one of our agency partners. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, really, it's a story about how it takes over 400 for us to uh, get meals out in the community. Yeah, you know, we are... The connector. Mm-hmm. Um, you, we know also that if someone needs food, they need a whole lot more. Yeah. So it's really about those relationships and those partnerships. But and really, everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. But of this particular friend, yeah. um, icon in our work, um, magnificent woman that our colleague Rhonda introduced us to, mm-hmm. um, is a testament um, to what we do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we know so much about the struggles that the people that we serve go through. And uh, Miss Yvette is somebody who has experienced every single one of those and managed to kind of turn all of that hardship and pain into something that can help other people because she understands what they're going through. And, right. you know, for everything that could have or did go wrong in her life, she has turned that into something to help others with. Right. Yeah. And even as it continues, uh, she helps others. And she's a very faith-based strong, compassionate, amazing woman. You know, folks, I want you to really uh, listen in and hear what she says, because I think we can all take a little something from it. And always remember, if you're in search of food, please do not hesitate. Go to feedingamerica.org, or if you're here in the Tampa Bay area, feedingtampabay.org, and we can connect with a partner near you. Miss Yvette, we are so excited to be on location at Open Arms Ministry in Clearwater, right? Yes, ma'am. And this is where you actually distribute food. You're one of our agency partners. Yes, I have been for over 10 years. Over 10 years with Feeding Tampa Bay. That's amazing. Yes. First, let's learn a little bit about you. You know, we always, when we start, we want to kind of understand a person and how they ended their journey to today. Tell us a little bit about... Your life as a kid, how did you, how did life begin for you? What was the environment that you were raised in? Well, my mother worked. We There's six of us. I'm the oldest. Uh-huh. I have four sisters and two brothers. Um, my mother worked most of the time. I went to work when I was 14 years old. I had to lie to get a job to help my mom work. Right. So you helped contribute. As siblings, you contributed to the family income. Absolutely. So yeah. where was this? This was in New York in the Bronx. Yes. Um, that's when I was born and raised. Right. And my mother's from Puerto Rico. Okay. And so is my father. So going to, to work so early, having to all pitch in to help and support, uh, what was that life like for you? It was hard because I had to go to school also so I had I was working for Kentucky Fried Chicken at that time uh-huh. uh, from 4 to 12 mm-hmm. so I used to come home at 1 in the morning and then get up at 6 to go to school how well did you do in school with that pressure on you not very well because I was focusing on helping my mom right. to make sure that the bills were paid mm-hmm. right, and that there was food on the table yes and school to me was boring. Right. Because you were out in the workforce. You yes. were helping support a family, really. There was yes. like an independence mm-hmm. behind that, right? Yes. It's gosh, so young. Yes. So there was pressure, but there was independence. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, what were your siblings like? What was, did you guys live in a, did you share rooms? Um, what in was that like? In the beginning, we did share a room. It was six of us. So the six of us lived in one room. Then my mother was able to get a bigger place, and Mm -hmm. we didn't have our own room, but the the girls were with the girls, the boys with the boys. Then finally, she was able to buy a house with all her hard work because she was wonderful. She worked hard. Yeah, she really did. And And I'm sorry, what did she do again? Your mom? She worked in factories. Okay. Okay. Um, when she finally got here, she worked for the police department as a cross guard. Mm. Okay. Um, she passed away um, 2018 okay. of cancer. And um, so I've learned a lot from her not to give up, yeah. to be strong, yeah, and to work hard for what you want. Right. Mm. Yeah. And about family, too. What did you, being raised like that, what did that teach you? It taught me to be 
not a friend to my children, but to be a mother. Mm. Today, sometimes we tend to be friends with our children instead of a parent, and that's where we have a lot of problems come in. Even though she was very strict, that led me to make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. I still, I am still grateful and right. will continue to be grateful for all the teaching and what I've learned from her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's a first person, many of us, a parent of some sort, whether that be a biological parent or the parent who chose you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of leave this imprint that, uh, on yes. your heart, on, in your mind. Yes, yes. That helps you become who you are for mostly the good, sometimes not. It depends on someone's situation. So going back there, you know, sharing a room with all of your siblings, are you guys really close? We are. It- how can I tell you? We everybody's doing their own life. We have sure. different personalities. Sometimes we don't agree. Right. But if there's an issue, we all come together. Yeah. We're not as close as I wanted to be, but I make sure that everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. Even me, I'm very busy. I tend to focus a lot on the community, mm-hmm. um, my children, my grandchildren. And just everything else. But I do check with them to see how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Being that my mom is not here no longer. Right. right. It changes uh, the and, dynamic. And I'm the oldest, yes. Right. And it's not an easy. No. Because they're all, all different. And they, you, they may say you don't love them, but you do love them. Mm-hmm. You just don't love them differently. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Like you love them for who they are. Yes. Which is a lot of what we'll talk about, exactly. folks, who they are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. For sure. Um, so... Take us back to the Bronx, um, a memory of a meal around a table, what that was like for you, like something that stands out to you. We used to go to, um, my uncle had a bakery at 17th Street in the Bronx, Mm -hmm. and sometimes they would come over and for like for Thanksgiving, Christmas, the family gatherings. You know, each generation is different. Mm -hmm. I think the last, when we were growing up, we were closer more to our grandparents Mm. and all that. Yeah, I think so too. Today is because of the economy and everything that's going on. We're not as close. Mm. Mm -hmm. But um, it was Thanksgiving, Christmas. You look forward for that. Yeah, when everyone's together. Yes, yes. They could sit down and just talk or even if you didn't get along for that one day right everybody it was peaceful (laughs) it was the cone of peace on the holidays yes um you know you're of you shared that you're of puerto rican descent that's where your mom was from right what is an amazing meal that your mom would prepare um rice and chicken Mm, yep yeah seasoned perfectly yes absolutely (laughs) yeah it's not just rice and chicken like there's a there's a little something in there different context in every culture yeah absolutely and she didn't really like to cook so my father used to cook. Oh, okay. So he would make spaghettis. He liked spaghetti. He uh-huh. liked Italian food. Mm-hmm. And um, rice and beans and pork chops, things of that nature. Yeah. 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 So, yes. Yeah. So tell us about your dad. Well, he was, um, I was raised by him. Okay. Since I was one. And um, he did the best he could. Yeah. And... Um, I didn't understand why everybody had a real father, and I didn't, Hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I still respected him, and I loved him. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand him, Mm. but I loved him, and um, that was the end of that. He was a good man. Mm. Yeah. And he accepted my mother with me and my other sister, Elizabeth. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we had the the twins. My mm. mother had the twins. Mm-hmm. Then the other ones. There were six of us. So yeah. right, it was okay. okay. And he was around for so long. It's like yeah. he really was your that dad. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. He is. I took right. care of him when he got very sick. Yeah. And um, because he said I never loved him, but I did. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I just uh, had a lot of resentment, you mm. know. Yeah. yeah, that you understand differently as you grew older. Yeah, because now I'm the stepsister, or mm. I'm, that's not your father. Mm. You know, I was huh. criticized for that, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. In life, you get criticized for everything, judge yeah. for everything. 
but I learned to deal with it. Yeah. The tolerance. Right. I think um, generationally, we're, we're pretty close generationally, it was, it's gotten a little better. Yes. Um, thank God. There's so many things you can complain about um, in this day and age. But as far as the judgment, um, the very harsh, loud, um, voiced judgments that really, it, remember, sticks and stones will break my bones, but mm-hmm. words will never hurt me. And I really but think that's do. the opposite. But they do. Mm-hmm. They do. I think they hurt worse than something that heals and goes away. Do you know that the <laughs> Because worst... you carry them for yeah. the rest of your life. They help mold, make you, and change you is... Yeah. You know, if you're being judged and have negativity in your life. Whatever you tell a child when they're small, it sticks with them mm. right, for the rest of your life. You know right. that. Right. Yeah. People think that they'll forget. They never forget when you no. tell them you're just like your mother. Mm. You're just like your father. You're not going to amount to anything. Yeah. You that can't. sticks with them. You can't. How can you do that? I don't think you, you know, anything like that kind of uh, sets those seeds of doubt. Mm-hmm. Right. So tell us about growing up. So you, you know. I went to school. Yeah. Um, and the working and then what came next in your life as you got to be an older, like a 20s, as you got older. Well, honestly, I was, because I didn't understand a lot of things and I was always judged and I didn't feel accepted. Right. So I made a lot of wrong choices, mm-hmm. which landed me in prison. Trying to survive, um, not listening to my mom when she said, "Don't do this." And sometimes, as as parents, we try to tell the children, our children, "Don't do this." It's not because we know it all; it's just that we've been through it. Right, we've right? experienced it. And I never, I, I, I didn't listen to my mom. I thought she just wanted to run me and right, trying to so, control. Yes, and. I didn't understand most of the things. So I just went out to the streets, started doing whatever I wanted. And it landed me going to prison. How old were you at that point? I was 20. Wow. Man. And how long were you in prison? Six years. Wow. My goodness. What was that experience like? It's a jungle. People in there suffer. Yeah. Prison does not help people, you know. It just takes away from them. And it makes them more bitter. Right. Me, I, t- I took advantage of it and I learned. Yeah. I learned the law. Mm-hmm. I went to John Jay College from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned. Right. And still, when I came out, because people don't want to help you. Because you have that history. And, and I had children. Mm-hmm. You go back to your same ways. Yeah. What else do you have? Yes. Then I came here. Mm-hmm. To Tampa, to Tampa Bay area to, from New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I found myself needing food. Needing, just needing. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh my gosh. St. Paul United Methodist Church means the world to me because when I went there, Mary Vaughn, the only one, mm-hmm. told me that God loved me, right? Mm-hmm. And um, no one had ever told me about that. I knew about God, but mm-hmm. I never had a relationship. Like, I never went, God, help me. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I thought it was just too much nonsense that goes on. Right. And I went there for food. Little did I know that God had a plan for me. Right. There. Right. Before we get to God's plan, which really is why we're sitting in open arms, right? Yes. Why did you need food? Why were you seeking food? Did you have, had you had children by then? Why uh, were yes, you? Yes, I had, I had my, um, I had the two smallest one, uh-huh. my daughter, my son, and I didn't have, they, they went to school. Sometimes they had to wear the same clothes. Um, I did the best that I could. Right. I didn't want to do the wrong thing. Because that, those are the temptations when you have, when you have no one that helps you, mm-hmm. and no one is obligated to do so. Right. 
But when you find someone who does. Yes. Right. And then when you have find someone to help you, it's like they hold it over your head. Mm-hmm. So you tend not to go to people. Right. Because the fear of that. Not yes. everyone does that, but there's a fear that you're going to owe them something. The guilt, the shame. Right. right. The shame. And putting your... Remember, what you do, you bring to your children's lives. Yeah. Right. I wasn't aware of that until everything started happening. Right. I said, I'm going to protect my children. They don't see me, but I brought the drama to them anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Because they had to suffer when I went away. Right. Yeah. My oldest son, Peter... Okay, he uh-huh. suffered. He was five. Yeah, oh. that's young. It's hard. Okay, and it's something that uh, I, I'm just learning to forgive myself for that. Right. Because it's hard. Yeah, yeah. it is. It really is. Right. You know, but... Um, when you came to Florida, you brought... How many children did you come to Florida with? I brought two. Two, and then... Peter was already here and Robert. Uh-huh. And um, they were doing their lives, but I brought the other two. And I was also in a domestic violence situation. Um, was that when, when you were leaving New York or when you got when to? When I got here. Okay, gotcha. And um, I didn't say much because you tend not to. When I realized that the mess you create involves other people, you bring other people, mm-hmm. I stopped talking. Yeah. I would just deal with it. Okay. So you were living in a domestic violence environment and you didn't say anything because you didn't, if I be quiet, it'll go away or yes. no one will know. Yes. Well, the shame, the guilt. Right. How can I do this to my kids? Right. Because right. then now you're blaming yourself mm. for the wrong choices, right. what they have to go through. Right. Yeah. And every opportunity that I get, I always tell my children I am sorry. Mm. Always. Yeah. Because I do mean it. Right. You know, did they forgive me or not? It's on them. But at least, right, from the bottom of my heart, I've asked for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you recognize it, which has to feel like something for your kids, however they take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Ro- Robert, he didn't understand. He mm-hmm. was the, the middle guy. He didn't understand. So he hated me. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's so For hard. 20 years, I had to deal with the... You didn't love me. You chose the streets. Mm. And, I re- and I finally learned that it was because I was not listening. Mm. I was making excuses for my mistakes. And all he wanted was, I'm sorry, Robert. Yeah. Right. And for you to start making different choices. Yeah, and tell him, you know but what, But at a young age, right. he wouldn't know that. But no. as an adult, he knows that. Or You're that. right. I, I, I would tell, like, I would tell him, yes, I know I'm going to stay, but I had to. Right. An excuse. Right. Don't, right. They didn't want to hear justification. Mm. Right. They wanted to hear from the heart. Yeah. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. And it was until then that things started getting better. Mm. And how old were they when you finally, you know, when they led you in that direction of being truthful with yourself? And with your kids, how old were they? Well, you were they here. were already uh, men. Okay. They already were. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize that you have to be transparent. Mm-hmm. Right. People are going to judge you even if you're... And you're not perfect. Nobody is. Right. No matter what you do in life, right or wrong, they're going to judge you. Mm-hmm. There's still consequences. So why lie about it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why not? Because we all have it in our own way. We we all all have have struggles. We all have skeletons in our closets. Yeah. Okay. I just, once I learned, I learned who God was, I said, I'm forgiven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being transparent. And I learned also through the community that being transparent. Mm hmm helps the community mm. they learn to trust you right yeah. because you're not wearing a mask yeah. right 
it's funny that you, you bring that up because literally our last episode was about sort of like being honest about your own struggles and your own truths and things like mm-hmm. that and how freeing that is because you were saying earlier people won't accept you and that things like that but once you're like this is me and this is how I am like not only does that free you of that guilt but then other people can be like oh I'm allowed to do that like yeah. <laughs> right. I met Malcolm yeah what Six years uh, yeah, ago, yeah. I was just diagnosed with colon cancer stage four. Mm. And I was nervous. I kept on asking, telling him my accent, my accent, my right, accent. Right. This, that, this. And he said, you're going to be fine, Yvette. Right. You're going to be fine. Yeah, he, you're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said, just speak your heart. Mm-hmm. And, and I started speaking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes the video does pop, and I say thank you, Malcolm. Yeah, yeah. we'll um, share that video mm-hmm. because really, you and Ev uh, met in the past six years ago, and you did a video together to talk about our work. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and we'll make sure that um, all of the viewers and the listeners get to see it. Yeah. Remember? Oh right. man. Yeah, because I haven't seen you since then. Well, no. I saw you, I think, at the Hunger Dinner event, but yeah. that was five years ago. So yes. <laughs> yeah, that, and I will always speak. Speak about the transformation. Mm. That anyone can do it, too. You know? Yeah. It, all you have to do is believe, mm-hmm. have faith and hope, mm-hmm. and you get through it. But you see, I didn't know that. Mm. Right. And someone... Because everybody was, I told you so. Mm. Right. You're a loser. Mm. So oh, you it. feel like n- you can't do anything right. That's how I felt. Right. Yeah. Being you, betrayed by the most people that you love. Right. Not you giving you, making you feel valued. You know, somebody, that's, you know, I tell my children that uh, in life, everyone needs someone who will give it all for them. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that builds a huge foundation if you have a parent that would give it all and, and listen to them. And, um, and I'm so sorry you really didn't have that. Not that it wasn't intentional. They didn't know. No, they know. They cannot give you. Know, and generationally, you... like, for instance, my mother taught me things that were lacking for mm. me. Yeah. And then now I've got things that I'm sure my kids will pick up. It's just we. the goal is to get better and better as we go on mm. with transparency and truth. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They cannot give you what they never got. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Because they didn't know. Because my mother loved me how she knew how. Yeah. We right. all have different love languages. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I had to learn that. I was very naive mm-hmm. to a lot of things mm-hmm. that I had to learn. Okay? You're not, when you have a child, there's not a book that says, well, this is how you raise a child. Right. right. You go along. You get married, this is how you be a wife. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and especially I think people who are just trying to survive there, like you were saying when you were younger, there's when do you have time to, you know, practice emotions and being a daughter, being a mother, like you're just trying to live. Right. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get by. Yeah. You're trying to put food on the table or exactly. find food. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you came to Florida and your first experience with reaching out to get a food assistance. I um, went with my sister to St. Paul United Methodist Church. Mm-hmm. How did you find out about them? I just walked, yeah, looking for a church. The first church just looked at me, and I don't know. They, I was judged. So I kept walking, and I saw St. Paul United Methodist Church. I was with my sister, Elizabeth, and we got to St. Paul. I'm telling you, I love St. Paul United Methodist Church they're out for the community and for the people not that everybody the other churches are not I only speak of St. Paul United Methodist Church and Victor Newman Ministry Hmm. when I got there I didn't look at you because the shame Hmm. I would not look at your eyes I told Miss Mary Ron I'm here to get some food I need food for my children and she got up and she looked at me. She said, you know, God loves you no matter what you're going through. Mm. Wow. And I said, ma'am, I'm not here for this. Mm-hmm. All yeah. I need, because I've been judged already yeah. by another. You had a shell on you. Yeah. All I need is food. She says, come back. Mm. I'll see. Then something took over me, the Holy Spirit. And I speak about that because it's so important. 
you got to believe in something. Right. And God is the one that could only help you. And I speak on that, and I let people know. Okay, it's not forcing religion on anyone, but it's letting you. you if you want to know my truth, this is my truth. Right. Okay. How I started, how I got here. Mm-hmm. God is involved the whole movement. And I met um, Bobby Van Dyne, Allison, all of them. And they said, come back. And I finally went, and it was a small room. When they saw me come back, it's like it was a small room. They didn't have feeding Tampa Bay. They didn't have no. All they had was Publix that was bringing bread to them. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, God, what do you want me to do here? I don't know what to do here. But then I started doing things. You know when you just start doing things and you don't know where it's coming from? Mm-hmm. And that's where Open Arms Ministry was born. Okay, I think my passion to not let people go hungry like I did Mm -hmm. would motivate me to do this. Right, to help others and understand them. And understand them, not to judge them, because God placed me where he wanted me because he knew already that there were going to be people that come in here that are already judging other people right. in other places. I don't judge people. Right. My husband tells me that sometimes I give so much that I'm too kind. But that's who I really yeah. am. Even doing the wrong thing, I was kind to people. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And you can't do wrong right. Yeah. Right. But even doing the wrong thing, I was still doing the right thing, like doing, helping people. Right. I was just doing it the wrong way. Right. My passion to do this, we were in a small house. Um, and that's where I met a gentleman from Feeding Tampa Bay. Okay. He heard my story. and He wanted me to go work for Feeding Tampa Bay. I said, my mission is not done here. Mm. Right. right. I cannot leave. Right. So they finally, I met Rhonda. <laughs> yes. Rhonda on our team. Mm-hmm. You want me to continue with Rhonda? Yeah. Rhonda. Yeah. Compassion, human being. Yep. She didn't know what she was getting into. She was new. At she was yeah, new. She, she just had started. just gotten here. Oh, yeah. She was a week already wow. here. Oh wow, that's Very a, new. Yeah. So and she came out of education, right? Mm-hmm. She was a yes. And she asked me, "What did I do, and why did I do it?" Mm-hmm. So I had to share my story. That's why transparency is. You can't hide what you do wrong mm. because that's then people won't get it. Right. Right. Okay. And um, I explained to her why it was my passion mm-hmm. of feeding the community. And I told her what I'd been through, what she was going to encounter. Mm-hmm. I said, you have to have that passion to serve the community or else they will know you're phony. Right. You have to be able to serve without judging because we all struggle. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people use the system, yes, but who are we to judge them? Right. We don't know where they're at. Right. Everyone has it's a story. It's not our business. Our business right. is to make sure you don't go to sleep hungry. Right. Yeah. And no one should. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we started talking. And it was like her heart melted and she teared up. And she said, oh, my God. I said, you got to prepare yourself. This is not... Ministry is messy, and what you're doing is ministry. Yep. As quiet as it's kept. And ever since then, we became Go ahead. good friends. Yeah. The best. Yep. The best. And You um, guys have a true love for each other <laughs> and respect. Feeding, feeding Tampa Bay transforms people's lives. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand that. They do. 
Mm. Rhonda does now. Yeah. yeah. Because oh, yeah. people come here, if you give them a box of food, that's the beginning of letting you know we care. Mm-hmm. Feeding Tampa Bay cares. Mm-hmm. God loves you. He brought you here for a reason. Yeah. We are not here to judge. And then when they feel, then I tell them, I've been through it. I know what it is to be judged. Yeah. That's where the yeah. your integrity, your transparency right. comes in. Right. And builds that trust that they need so desperately. They if you're need in such, to know the truth. Yeah. Not sugar-coated, the truth. Right. Hey, Rhonda, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us on Stick a Fork in It. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're really excited because the wonderful Miss Yvette Carter from Open Arms Ministry is on the show today. And she just finished mentioning the wonderful relationship that you have with her. Uh, Reflect on that a little bit because we're hearing her side of the story. Um, Let's hear yours. Well, anytime I hear her name, I get a little emotional, to be honest. My eyes get a little teary because she's definitely... um, the first person here that I met outside of the walls of the food bank uh, at an agency that really connected me to the mission of, you know, helping serve our community and making sure people have what they need. And so I felt a special bond to Yvette ever since day one of meeting her. And uh, we've continued a friendship and a partnership that's lasted through the almost eight years that I've been here. And then you're so gracious in introducing your uh, peers and your teammates to Miss Yvette. That's how I met her, um, is being introduced through you. And she immediately wraps her arms around you um, and authentically loves you and what you do and every fiber of her being. So I'm really excited for everyone to get to hear her story um, and her passion for serving people. But she runs um, an agency, what we call a Feeding America, actually, is an agency partner. Uh, Can you explain how important agency partners are to Feeding Tampa Bay and really across Feeding America? Well, with covering 9,000 square miles in West Central Florida, there's no way for us to do it all on our own. So we have wonderful partners out in the community, which are food pantries, soup kitchens, uh, you know, community partners that really help us make sure that folks have what they need in their local community. So, you know, in our 10 counties, over 400 partners that help us do that work, whether they're coming to our warehouse to pick up food or we're delivering it to them or connecting them to one of our programs, our agency partners are a critical piece of the way we serve our community. So an agency partner is held to a standard. You know, food safety is important. Can you tell us a little bit about that? It's really, we have such an amazing team that makes sure every partner um, is working in a safe way. Absolutely. So we have our neighborhood partnership coordinators, which um, cover certain counties uh, within our, our territory. And their responsibility is to, one, to help make sure the agencies have exactly what they need, but also to make sure that they're living by the standards that, you know, we need to make sure that food is well taken care of, that we're entrusted with these donations from our great food partners. And uh, so our agency relations team, our neighborhood partnership coordinators go into each pantry and make sure that food's being stored the right way, that uh, refrigerators and freezers are clean, and that, you know, the food is just being well taken care of because we wouldn't want to put something on somebody else's table that we wouldn't put on ours. So making sure that we're providing that dignity with, you know, cleanliness and treating that food with respect as well is really important to our team. And so, when they're going out to do a site monitoring, which you know we're re- required to do too by our, our contracts with Feeding America, but also a standard that we want to put in place to make sure that we feel good about what our partners are giving out to our neighbors who are in need. So uh, really important, but that time out there to make sure that they have the information and the resources that they need and that you know we can best support them in any way. Right, and those that they serve. That's how 92 million meals got distributed just out of our little 80,000 square foot warehouse with our 165 employees. Um, These partners help make it possible for many families, individuals, seniors um, that are really struggling with food insecurity. So Rhonda, I want to thank you for introducing me to Miss Yvette 
And she, I'm not sure if she's mentioned her book yet in the show, but she has her own book telling her story that folks can find at Amazon from homeless and hungry to wholeness and helping. It's an amazing book. I know you've read it. I got my signed copy today and we, I thank you personally and uh, really we all thank you for what you do. Thank you. It was great being here. You know, you talked about the system. Um, you know, in our world, we say not everyone, you know, people don't just think about, oh, I'm going to go get free food and wait on a line for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of um, stigma around going to get food. There's a lot of stigma around and how it makes people feel to be on SNAP benefits. There are so many things that we need to open our eyes for and be compassionate about. And speaking your truth is that first step. Yeah. Being authentic and building that trust is the first step. They have to have it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I was judged too because I went to other pantries to get food. Mm-hmm. And you I did? was judged. Really? In the beginning. Before, before the church. Before the church. Wow. So you know what that feels like. And helping hands. I went to helping hands. Mm-hmm. RCS, which is Hope now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know Tony from Hope uh-huh. for years. Mm-hmm. Wow. I know him as a client. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I know what it takes and what could happen, how we are judged yeah. and looked at in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. But that's not our place. Mm-hmm. Right. That is not our place. Right. The purpose is to stop the hunger. Feeding Tampa Bay's purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's why I'm an advocate for feeding Tampa Bay. I speak it wherever I go. Mm-hmm. I love feeding Tampa Bay. Make the feelings mutual. <laughs> right? And we love you, too. So when you started Open Arms, how, about how many meals were you distributing when you first started? In the beginning, when when we started, we didn't have um, Feeding Tampa Bay. We right. were just doing 35 people. Mm. Okay. Mm. Once we started with Feeding Tampa Bay, it was maybe 100. Now, on Fridays, we do over 250 people on the drive-by, the in cars. In one day. Yes, in one day. Plus, here we do 80 people a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Because there's two two locations. I I run two ministries. I run um, for St. Paul. I'm the director. So you went from from someone needing food to the director of their pantry. (laughs) Yes. Wow. That's the name of my book, From (laughs) From Homeless and Hungry to Wholeness and Helping. Yes. Okay, and um, and Victor Newman Ministry, which is my ministry and my husband's, right. Pastor Michael Carter. And then we have ministries, other churches that are not able to get food but are connected to Feeding Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And they come under the umbrella of Open Arms. Okay. Okay, because if they're under our umbrella, we could serve them. Yes. And then we serve the community. Mm-hmm. So we have at least 20 other uh, churches that I provide food for that are under the umbrella of Open Arms. Mm-hmm. And they serve the community. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's 300 people a week. Maybe it's 200. Maybe it's 50. Right. But it's there. But it's there. So we're covering, we have stepped out of the walls. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's why Open Arms Ministry. (laughs) Right. Embraces everybody. Yes, (laughs) yes. And that's what Feeding Tampa Bay wants. Yes. To work together. It's not about your pantry or mine. It's working together as a team for one purpose, to stop the hunger. Right, right. Right. And it's... um, we can't do it alone. No. Right? So we no, have, we um, just to explain for the viewer or the listener, we have agency partners, which Open Arms is a very large one yes, under our are. umbrella. Yes. But we have they over are. 400 throughout our region exactly. of organizations um, 
very heartfelt, very trusting organizations that distribute food. That's what helps us get to 92 million meals and eventually will help us end hunger. We're going to do it all together, making sure that food is right near where you live or where you work Mm -hmm. so you can access it very easily, which is why you've expanded. Exactly. Out through other... Well, we we had the small house, then they got... God gave us this facility, mm-hmm. uh, okay? Because if you look at the scripture, it says, Matthew 25, 35, 40, when you were hungry, you gave me food, mm-hmm. okay? So it's an honor to be with, it really is, with Feeding Tampa Bay. There were as big as we are because of Feeding Tampa Bay helping us Take care of your neighbors. Take care of the community. And then I have a team. Mm -hmm. I have a team that's... You can't do it. You can't do it alone. (laughs) My team is the perfect team someone could have. Yeah. Here and at Victor Newman. I love my team. Yeah. We may not agree all the time, but we work together to stop the hunger. Right. And they're learning that... Sometimes people come here for, with an attitude, but it's not for, against us. It's because they're ashamed. Mm-hmm. I was ashamed to go get food. Yeah. Right. I would go and get the bag and go like, oh, is someone going to see me or get judged? Because you get judged for everything here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we've, not, we've got to stop that. We really do. We have to stop that for folks. Yeah. So you talk about... You're expanding mission through this community with your team, but you personally um, have been battling something yourself, but even you've even spread it out to where you go there. So tell us about uh, your health struggles and what's been going on, because you're doing these magnificent things, feeding all of these people, growing this organization, um, really reconnecting and understanding your family. Right? Yes, being honest yes. and truthful, which is probably building stronger and stronger bonds yes. every day. But a personal struggle that you're having, really tell us about that. 2018, when I met Malcolm, he came to do the interview me mm-hmm. at Victor Newman Ministry. And I was just diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. Right. From then on, my journey has been. A journey. Yeah. I had to have surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, half of my colon was removed. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm not ashamed to say it anymore. Right. Um, I do wear a colonoscopy bag. Mm-hmm. Transparency. Right. But you wouldn't know that, but right. you know it. Yeah. Like, I would not know that about you. When God has a plan for you, it doesn't matter. Right. What you're going through. He's going to make sure you get it done. Right. Right. And um, I had the surgery. Mm-hmm. They removed it. But it has spread a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was not radiant. But I still struggle. Mm-hmm. I'm taking some type of medication now mm-hmm. that... It's for the cancer. Instead of doing it through the port, now it's three pills in the day, three pills at night. Mm-hmm. Is that a form of chemotherapy? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fighting for my life basically every day. Right. It's a maintenance I protocol can never that you're on. Yeah. Stop it for now until mm-hmm. God does a miracle. Mm-hmm. What keeps me alive is what I do. The passion to feed the people. Mm-hmm. That keeps me motivated. Yeah. You're a strong voice in this community. We need you here. Now we've become friends because of Rhonda. And I know um, a few months ago you had a health crisis. Everybody was texting on the phone. Everyone was praying March 24th, for you. March 24th, I lost... Um, my blood count went down to 60, so they, I could have had a heart attack. Yeah. I had 103 fever, I didn't know. Yeah. I was out of it, so they rushed me to the hospital. I was there for a week. They thought I was going to die. Mm-hmm. 
But again, here I am. Mm-hmm. Because as much as the enemy tries to stop the good you're doing, mm-hmm. God intervenes. Yeah. And I mention God a lot because I would not be able to do it with the with God without God and the encouragement of my family, my friends mm-hmm. that love me, my team, the community. I didn't realize how much the community loved me until I was taken out in the stretcher and um, I looked to the side and everybody from the line had just gotten out. Right. So, and I don't do it to get pat in the back. I do it because I know what it is to go without food. Right. You see? So, I still struggle with the cancer, but... The passion that I have to doing this mm-hmm. is what keeps me alive. What's your purpose? And Rhonda has been, she came to see me when I first was diagnosed here. Mm-hmm. And um, I basically know a lot of people from, they know me. Yes. Because I speak of all of them. And um, I'm always, I'm the first cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> Feeding Tampa Bay. I'm the yeah. first tea leader. I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah. I would, I would, I told them, if you need me to speak for you, I would do that, even yeah. though they have their own people. Yeah. But you always need someone that's been through it. Yeah. Transparency. Right. I think it's a testament to your trust and your friendship that you've built over the, over the years that Rhonda pulls her people to you. Yes. And introduces, like, you have to meet Miss Yvette. <laughs> yes. You have to hear her story. You have to know her motivation and understand what she does. And um, I've been fortunate to be one of those people that's kind of been brought into your world. Mm-hmm. Um, and really see what you do in the community from a wholesome, transparent um, heart it really is. You just come at this community with your heart and soul because you know what goes on with it. What are what did what are your goals? What are the plans that you want to see done with through your ministry? I want to be able to feed more people mm-hmm. that are struggling. We are looking forward that that grant goes through so we can make this, put the refrigerators up, and they'll be able to pick their own food. Yes. I pray for that every day, <laughs> every day. Yeah. yeah. I said, Lord, please let me see it. Let me just see it. Yeah. That's all I want. Yeah. I just want to see that and um, continue doing what I do. Yeah. Feeding the community. I love. I love the community. Mm-hmm. I really do. I love. I just love when they come in and you, you have to see when they come in. They come down, and then when they take their box, sometimes they have a smile that it's just a glow like, oh, I'm going to eat for two days. It's relief, right? You know, I, I understand that, but I've, I, what am I? I'm like six years in hunger relief now, I think. Um, I think part of it, too, is you're given food and that sigh of relief, but it's also how um, someone who is coming for help how they're regarded with dignity and respect and kindness and knowing that someone cares for them, genuinely. And you um, have people that will play the system, don't think. It happens. Mm-hmm. It ha- but that's not the majority. But that's not, that's not the majority. That's not my business. Yeah. Right. Just be honest. Right. You don't have to lie to us because, you know, this is not my food. I'm doing the work of the Lord. Mm-hmm. My... I don't want to even think that I turn someone away that's going to go hungry. Right. Right. I don't right. want to do that because no. I won't sleep. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm You've telling had many you, sleepless no, no, nights. No, no, I won't do it. I, I won't sleep. Mm-mm. I've had people call me at 5 o'clock, and I will come over here. And give them food. I won't do it. I'm not going to go to sleep saying, oh, what a, a child went to. Mm-mm. Not me. I want my conscience to be as clear as possible. You're doing all of your best. Yes. I try to. You do. (laughs) Thank you. Authentically. You're like a a voice for our work. 
So how are you today? You know, we talked about your goals. We talked about what you live for. How are you doing today? You personally. I'm at peace. Mm-hmm. I still struggle with the cancer. Mm-hmm. Every day is a fight. I don't know what could happen. I don't know. I don't know because the cancer has spread a little bit, even though it's not radiant. Mm-hmm. I still have it in my system. Mm-hmm. And I know God's plan. I'm in God's plan. Mm-hmm. You're at peace. I'm at peace. I love what I do, so I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. I have my children, um, my grandchildren. I was able, when I thought I was going to die, um, my youngest son was having his first child. I said, Lord, please let me see that child. Yeah. Today, I have a great-great-granddaughter. Wow. <laughs> wow. And so God has blessed me. He really has. He's mm-hmm. protected me because for me to go through everything, the pain, the struggles, the prison, the betrayals, mm-hmm. and still be able to share it and not be ashamed of it because mm-hmm. people made me feel, I allowed them to. Yes. But you didn't know any different, so. And today I'm able to stand and say, yeah, I did that, but I'm a changed person. Mm-hmm. I'm a changed person, and God loves me. And I have my church family that believes in me. Mm-hmm. Feeding Tampa Bay believes in me, my sure husband, do. my children. I have my son when I was out. Mm-hmm. He, took down, he took over, Peter. Wow. He took over because he knows how to do it. My kids have volunteered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see, they don't watch what you say. They, mm-hmm. they, they don't hear what you say. They hear what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, see, you understand yep. what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And Dave, Peter has mastered this and he does it with a lot of uh, joy. Yeah. Right. Right. And so does my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Robin. You know, they all do Michelle, all of them. And even my little grandson, Matthew, if you find a video, he says, Grandma, can I help you? And he's putting boxes on the table. I love it. And, and it's just showing your grandchildren that it's good to help others. Yeah. If you see someone hungry, offer them something. Mm-hmm. Don't let them go without eating. Yeah. I think for folks that are mission-based or, uh, you know, it's a way of thinking that we all hope that with our work that we leave a legacy. Yes. And, I'm, and, I, and again, I'm not a perfect human being. No. But I've paid the, the price dearly of all my mistakes. But you've now used them to help for the good. Yes. And yes. use your voice for I'm that as well. I women. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done Celebrate Recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentor women not to give up because sometimes your self-esteem goes to the floor that with people, I told you so. Mm. Right. I told you so. You amount to nothing. Oh, you got to do the same thing. Mm. You lose hope. And you end up doing the wrong thing, and then you make the wrong choices. Then um, you don't have money to eat, or you put your children through stuff that you shouldn't. Right. So my children have also learned to stand on their own feet. Yeah. To be strong. Mm -hmm. Okay. They love feeding Tampa Bay. Peter (laughs) has gone to feeding Tampa Bay. Yeah. And... um, we speak a lot about, I speak a lot about feeding, wherever I go. Right. Feeding Tampa Bay, feeding Tampa Bay, feeding Tampa Bay. We all help the work get done, right? Yeah. To and bring you, you're doing food a and great peace job. and yeah. connection to services so hopefully folks won't need us. You're doing a, pur- you, you have a purpose in mm-hmm. life and you guys really don't even realize it. It's to stop the hunger. Mm-hmm. God has you where you need to be, not where you want to be, where you need to be. Mm-hmm. To, so he could use your voice. Mm-hmm. You're the voice of the unheard. Yeah. 
Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Always remember that you are the voice of the unheard. Obviously, I think you are probably part of the loudest part of that voice, I would say. I mean, I don't think we can overstate um, how much the agencies that we work with really are the last leg of that race, you know? Um, mm -hmm. yeah. you, you've, you talked, uh, I think, before the show a little bit about just how difficult this work is. And, you know, you mentioned here how your team is learning, like, how much of a struggle it can be. And, like, um, yeah, I, I think we have 180 employees at Feeding mm -hmm. Tampa Bay and four or 500 agencies that actually are getting the food out. Right. And it's, I mean, I, we really can't say enough how, like, <laughs> you guys are, you guys are, yeah, your boots on the ground yeah. for this community, <laughs> making sure the neighbors in this area have what they need. Mm -hmm. I had, so I, one day they came to do an inspection here, feeding Tampa Bay, mm -hmm. and then she said, you know, Yvette, you've become the face of feeding Tampa mm -hmm. Bay. A lot of people talk about you. You mm -hmm. don't hear it, mm -hmm. but they do because mm -hmm. Rhonda, Rhonda knows you so well. Yeah. They know what you do and how you put the food out there. You... When you need a, like, if they need it, Feeding Tampa Bay needs us to put something out, we, we get it and we put it out yeah, there. Yeah, mm -hmm. we do. And we couldn't without yeah. each other. Yes, and it's working as a team. Mm -hmm. That's why I speak about my team because I couldn't do it by myself. Mm -hmm. I need a good team mm -hmm. that already knows. Yeah. Okay, and they also have their struggles and they've learned to love the community. Mm hmm. So my team is worth everything. It's priceless. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my team is priceless. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. And that just builds on your legacy. Yes. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Yes. We know with food that so many great things happen around a table, whether it's a family meal or with your team. If you had a table with yourself and you could invite three people, whether they're here or not, who would you bring to the table? My mother. Mm -hmm. My mother. <clears throat> when she died, I had just came out of radiation. She knew something was wrong, and her last words to me was, I'm not going to bury you. Mm -hmm. And she was in the hospital. I said, what are you talking about? Just get better so you could come and take care of me. Mm -hmm. I went home. I, my son got the call within five minutes to go back. Mm -hmm. I never got to say goodbye. I'm sorry. And that's way the lot. I saw her, but I never got to say goodbye. And that's been hurtful. Mm -hmm. But... um but I know she's happy with what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And um, and also my children, mm -hmm. my grandchildren, have 15 of them. Wow. 15 grandchildren. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I love them all. Yeah. Yes. I love them all. My youngest one, um, she's three months, oh. Myra, and my great... Uh, great granddaughter <laughs> Yana and uh, she's beautiful yeah. so I'm blessed considering all the suffering that I've been through yeah. God has so I think on this one for around who's going to be on the table we need to give grace and it's going to be a really full Very table, yes. table. Family. Yes. <laughs> it's your family yes my and family. what would you what would you want the family to have to eat what would be the dinner the dinner would be rice and beans, mm -hmm. yeah. salad. They like pork, mm -hmm. the pork mm -hmm. shoulder. Mm -hmm. um, some like pork chopped salads, mm, yeah. things of that nature. <laughs> uh, empanadas. Nice. Plantains, fried. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. I'll help serve if I can have a few bites. Yes. I would invite you too. <laughs> yes. Yes. So. Thank you so much for sitting down with us. Um, Thank you for having me. You're iconic in our work, um, just because of who you are. Thank um, you. That means a lot. You know, from everything you've been through, from your journey to where you are, where you've earned to be today, based on your faith, do you have a favorite phrase that keeps you going? Something that 
you keep in your mind that it's you're like, I can do this. Jeremiah 29 says, Therefore I know the plans I have for you, and it's to prosper you, not to hurt you. I keep that real heart in my heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Miss Yvette. Thank you for having me. It's an, it's an honor, as always, speaking to you, to Malcolm, which I haven't seen <laughs> in over again. six years. Um, I love you guys. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. Just thank you for helping us provide for the community. You are making, you are transforming lives. You're not changing lives. You're transforming Transforming. lives. Mm -hmm. Always remember that. Anybody could change anything. You could change the TV. But when you're transforming lives, that's forever. Mm -hmm. And we're doing it together. Yes. We love you, too. I love you. (laughs) You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok at Beating Tampa Bay.